Hey everyone, welcome to Trade Talks, the podcast that gives me the opportunity to talk and you the opportunity to listen to what I'm talking about. And today I'm going to be talking about the subject of American Christianity. American Christianity can really be analyzed from two different perspectives. And I want to give it from a perspective of people overseas and what I've personally experienced. And then we're going to talk about American Christianity a little bit here from our perspective in the West. It was my first trip to India, which I will never forget. I was a country boy that grew up on 40 acres. The first time I'd ever been to the quote-unquote big city mall, I was in the fifth grade. The mall was only about 40 minutes away. But we honestly just were content on our 40 acres, and we went nowhere. And so I remember going to the mall for the first time in my life and just being mesmerized by all the stores and the people that I was seeing. You know, fast forward about 15 years, and now I'm on a plane flying out of the United States. I have never been, you know, west past Illinois, but now I'm heading to the land of India. And so we jump on the plane and we fly over to India and I remember the excitement that I had and just um, knowing and anticipating meeting these people for the first time. I was going to be picked up at the airport by a missionary from India that I had never met and they were going to have signs up, you know, and, and so they picked us up after this long trip, 20 plus hours, and we get in the car and now we've got a six hour drive from the airport in Delhi down to the state of Rajasthan to the city of Jaipur. And man, you talk about a life-threatening drive. Oh my goodness. Um, Stories I could tell from that trip are, are quite horrific to say the least. I mean, if there's a traffic jam on your side of the road, you just jump the median and go to the other side of the road, flash your lights and pray people get out of your way. Um, it was it was quite a adventure to say the least. Now I'd probably have another heart attack and be done. But back then, at age twenty seven, I thought this was amazing. I love it. And so we finally get into Delhi about Saturday. We sleep some, get up in the morning, have our church services, and now we've got a week where pastors are coming in. We're teaching them and helping them grow in their faith and. It didn't take long for me to be there to realize that it wasn't me that needed to be teaching them as this young 27-year-old. They should have been teaching me. Wow, these guys were just absolutely amazing. And the things that they had gone through and the things that they had suffered, there were two pastors there that actually were tied up at stakes and their lives were being threatened for just walking into a village to share with them the gospel. Some people went before them and told them that they were murderers. They were coming to kill the men and rape the women of the village. And so when these two pastors got there to share with them the gospel, they tied them up and they were going to kill them. But they sent a messenger back to another village to verify their story before they did so. Long story short, they got to witness and to share the gospel with the whole village after that, and many got saved. I mean, what do I have right, to share with these men who have been through so much. And so the Christianity there was amazing. The stories were amazing. But the land of India itself is absolutely amazing. I, I just, the first thing that caught my attention when we, we went outside of the city was the number of people. I could not believe the number of people everywhere. You know, you're, you're talking the half the population of Ohio, 
take all of those people and stick them inside of the city of Cincinnati. And that's what we're looking at just in this little area of Jaipur where we were. I mean, there were people on the streets. There were people. I mean, it just it, they were everywhere. And, and so when you live on the streets and there's people all over the streets, you know, you, you think about public restrooms. There are none. And so the restrooms are right there on the street. And so you, you take millions of people and and the the cleanliness was nil and just the the aroma that was in the air uh it was breathtaking let me tell you and i know when i got back from india my wife came up to give me a hug and she wouldn't do it and she sat completely opposite of me in the car and she wouldn't even look at me hardly until i got home changed my clothes and took a shower and, and it was just a, a unique adventure, to say the least, and what an awesome opportunity to go and to be there. But while we were there, we had the opportunity to take the tour of a prison. And the, the mission that we were with did some mission work inside the prison, and so the chief of the prison and vi- captain of the prison invited us to come in and to meet him. From what I understand, we were the only Westerners ever to step foot inside of that prison, other than one interview by Dateline, who was there just a year prior. And so we walk in, and there are prison guards with machine guns everywhere. They were following us. Their guns were upon us. And we went into the office there, the captain of the prison, and we're talking, introduce ourselves And he begins to question us. We thought this was going to be a cordial meeting, but his true callers came out when we got inside of that office. And he starts to ask us what we were doing there. He asked us what our professions were. And he looked at me and said, why are you here? And I was like, well, we're here to visit our friend Sam and the family and just to see the wonderful land of India. Remember, it was illegal to be a Christian in India at that time. And he said, well, what is your job in the States? And obviously, even um, young and dumb, I knew enough not to say pastor. So at the time, I was also teaching in a Christian school, so I let him know that I was a teacher. He went to the other pastor. The other pastor was bivocational, and he said he was a consultant. And after a little more questioning, he said, well, if you're here to see the land of India, what have you seen? And praise the Lord, we'd done some sightseeing before the conference started, So we told him a couple of things we'd seen. He asked us questions about it to verify our stories, and then he let us go. I have no idea if we'd have told him we were Christians and that we were there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we'd ever left that prison, honestly. It was a a very scary time, to say the least. Looking back, it was scary. When I was there, again, I was just alone for the adventure. I didn't even realize what was going on. And, And so... In the land of India, many of the people associate Christianity to America. So when we got done with our trip and we are in this little room waiting to get onto the airplane in Delhi and to fly out, there was a newspaper there that I picked up and began to read. And second page of the newspaper that I got to said, President Bush's God is not welcome in India. And this article in the newspaper went through and talked about different people that were in the cabinet of George W. Bush that were on his campaign who were um, believers or religious. 
and the article was talking about all the religious people that was behind him and how Bush was trying to infiltrate Christianity into India, and it wasn't welcome there. Let's just say I'm glad I read that article when I was leaving and not when I was coming in. But we went from one waiting room to another holding tank before we got on the plane. And when we were in this holding tank, I saw another American there and I struck up a conversation with him and I began to talk about this article. And he said, absolutely. He said, I came here as a dentist just to do some mission dental work for some of the poor villages in the South. He said, I was there in Rajasthan where you were. I went to some of the poor neighborhoods and opened up this little clinic with some local dentists to help. And the authorities came and made me fly back here to Delhi. And I've been sitting around here for two weeks doing nothing, just waiting to get home because I wasn't allowed here because they told me I was promoting America's God in India. And I told, he's like, I told them I don't even believe in God. And it wasn't enough because I was American automatically I was a Christian, he said, and I was teaching them about God, and I wasn't welcome there. So other countries see America as a Christian nation. Now, we laugh at that as we look at the world around us, but that's the way they see it. And so my next trip to India, not only did we have a conference there in Jaipur, but we traveled. We had 11 flights in 12 days. And I flew all over the land of India, preaching the gospel in villages and other churches. And after every service, we had another service, and it was a prayer service. And it took an hour for me to get down from each platform that I was on in these villages to leave. Because people came running up, and they would take my hand and put it on their child. They would take my hand and put it on the belly of their child. They'd take my hand and put it on their shoulder. They'd put it on their head. And they believed, because I was American and I was from, quote-unquote, God's country, that I had special favor with God and that my prayers were going to accomplish more than their prayers. Now, for us to look at that, we think, man, that's crazy, and and it is, because God hears my prayers as much as he hears theirs. Where we're born has nothing to do with any of that. But in their minds, because we are from America, we have a, a more developed and a closer relationship with God because we were chosen and privileged to be in God's country, to be in the United States of America. Now, Looking at it from an American perspective, we've got to be careful with this. We, we are not okay, any more special than anyone else in the world. Just because we were born in America does not make us Christians. Just because maybe you were baptized in a church as a child does not make you a Christian. Just because, you know, if you're listening from West Virginia, you were born in West Virginia and your first birthday present uh, that you remember was a gun and you went to VBS since you were two doesn't make you a Christian, right? We are Christians through Christ, not through a country. And we have got to make sure in our Christianity that we are not tying in country with Christianity, So when we hear the phrase, God bless America, man, we want God to bless America. But I want God to bless my brothers and sisters in Christ in India. I want God to bless Africa. 
I just heard someone say the other day, a very well-known historian, that he believes that Africa is soon to become the center of Christianity because they are continuing to increase their freedoms there and Christianity is growing at a rapid rate. Now that boggles our minds to think about, but it could be true. The problem is, in our minds, we are no different, many of us, than the people in India. We think because we are in America that that we have a special slant on things, and we really develop this mindset that God revolves his whole plan, God revolves all a prophecy around us, the U.S. He doesn't. I mean, if it's not as plain as day, read your Bible, we're not there. But yet, we want to come out and say, God is going to judge the world, and Jesus has got to be coming soon when we look around the world today and see what mess we are in. That's true, and we use the word world, though. We're very focused on the world, meaning the United States. I read the other day where Hungary is taking an amazing stand in certain areas of morals that America is not taking. All right, so do we say, oh, Jesus isn't coming soon because Hungary's taking a stand? I hope you see what I'm saying. We can't be westernized with our mindset when it comes to prophecy or when it comes to the things of God. Listen, Jesus is going to do and God's going to do with America what he wants to do. And I hate to say it, but his plan does not revolve around our presidents. Okay, there's a whole lot more going on around us than what's going on right here in the United States. And and, and so we can't look at, at, at Revelation and try to make correlation to our country and not include the other countries around the world. Again, that being said, let's look at around the world, though. I think for one of the first times in history... When we turn on the news, we are hearing about an epidemic that has and a pandemic that has gone worldwide. Everybody in the world knows exactly what we're going through. Everybody in the world has faced what we have faced. Okay, people have all around the world known others who have died of this terrible disease of COVID. Everybody in the world understands what a mask mandate is. They know what a shutdown is. Is They know what it means to quarantine. It's amazing how many times I've heard the word quarantine or seen it in everything from cartoons my kids are watching to movies that were that were filmed years ago. And I never paid attention to the word at all until now. And now we all know what that means. And so from a global scale, I think we're, we're, we're seeing something that should open our eyes to the fact of what it's going to be like okay, when we're looking at end-time prophecy, when we're looking at all the world knowing, when we're looking at something that's going to be forced upon us like the mark of the beast, and we're like, how can that happen? I think we now are seeing how it's happened, how easy a, a group like the CDC can come in and tell us what we're going to do, pushed by a, a, a leader who says this is what we're going to have to do to remain safe. Okay, again, I don't need to go on because a lot of it's conspiracy and, and um, guessing. But my point is this. There is a whole broader world out there than is right here. 
Folks, we have brothers and sisters in Christ globally who love Jesus, who are witnessing, who are seeing souls saved. Churches are growing. Things are going great. We need to get our heads out of the sand. We need to stop being so focused on what's currently going on around us and realize there's some great things happening. And it isn't just around the world. There's great things happening here. And so when I look at American Christianity, I'm not looking at a Christianity that's dying. When I'm not looking at a Christianity that's going to send Jesus coming back because it's going to apostate, man, I'm looking at a Christianity that loves Jesus and is doing so much for his name, but it's just not here. God is building his church around the world. That is why we support missions. That is why that we want to get behind people who are, who are going out and who are doing the work for the Lord globally. We love what's happening and we love what's going on. So I just want to encourage you to have a global mindset, okay? They all one world, Trey, that's pretty bad. Well, I want you to think about one church. One church under the auspice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One church that one day is going to come together, and Revelation says it's the sand of the sea. One church that one day is going to stand before the throne of God, and we're going to all join together singing praises to the Lord, saying, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, worthy of honor and glory and power and might. This is, this is the God who is above all gods, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, and we're going to be with them forever. But I also want to say this, if you are listening and you are banking okay, forever and ever in eternity on an act of baptism, on an act of church membership, on the act of being born in America, listen to me. There's no way to heaven but through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you are not a believer in Jesus, don't wait until it's too late. Accept Christ now and join that great church, the body of believers who will one day be worshiping Jesus together. American Christianity, I love it. India Christianity, I loved it. African, South African Christianity, I loved my brothers and sisters in Christ there. Christianity in the Philippines was wonderful. I had a wonderful time in the churches that I visited in the Philippines. The West Indies, Christianity in St. Vincent, wonderful people. Christianity in Hawaii is even better, you know. (laughs) Everything's better in Hawaii. You see what I'm saying? Okay, let's get our minds off of what's happening here. Remember, God's doing a great thing in the world around us. So I hope that helps and gives a little perspective on the world around us and what's going on. Yes, okay, we have a lot of churches. Okay, we have a lot of things going on here for God in America, but there's a lot going on elsewhere as well. Hey, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate it. Let other people know. Let other people know what's going on. Hit the subscribe button, and we will try to keep this going the best that I can, as long as the Lord gives me health and strength to keep it up. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day.